Groove Cafe is powered by equity. Dial star 247 hash and open an equity account instantly. Anytime, anywhere, any phone. Star 247 hash. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio and I am Crystal, always excited to chat with my guests and to hear a bit about their stories. Now, the Groove Cafe is brought to you by Equity Bank. Just a reminder, you can open up a bank account pretty much on any phone. All you have to do is dial star 247 hash. It's as simple as that. And joining me today, I am excited, very excited to have Dr. Henry Clark Kisimbo. He is a chief, uh, global chief manager managing partner of Development Associates Link International, better known as DALI. And over a period of 17 years, the company has spread out to work, I think, in over 69 countries at the moment. And he holds two doctorate degrees in financial economics and development finance. Welcome to the Groove Cafe. Thank you so much, uh, Christo, and uh, greetings to all the listeners out there. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me today. I feel like I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> but otherwise, how are you doing? How is life for you at the moment? I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Serving uh, the world, serving nations, serving humanity mm-hmm. uh, through my different works. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is uh, motivation. seeing smiles and uh, improvement in livelihoods of people. Now, that's one of the things that I have seen quite a lot. Whenever you speak, you talk about service and how nearly everything you do is about service to humanity. Mm? Is that something that was always part of you even when you were younger or is this something that came out later in life? I think it uh, goes back to the roots of... uh, my upbringing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that I come from a, a very humble beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just give you a bit of a history. Uh, I was born at a university, okay. one of the universities. Okay. My dad was a professor. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was about three and a half, four, of course, I was understanding. Mm-hmm. My dad passed on. Okay. And we were thrown out of uh, the university house. Oh dear. Remember back then, mm-hmm. uh, you just walk in with your clothes, everything is furnished and every, uh, the house is there. Mm-hmm. When we were thrown out, my mother, uh, a teacher, getting mega salary, mm-hmm. was left wondering. For two weeks, we spent at the staircase of the apartment where we lived at the university. Oh my goodness. So How, how many children? How, how many siblings? We were six. Okay. We were six. I was the boy, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, a little brother who was very, very much younger. Mm-hmm. So at that time, my mother used to go work, comes back, leaves us in the care of uh, her cousin. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I wondered. I asked myself, why aren't we going to the house? Why are we on the staircase? Mm-hmm. Why are we sleeping under the staircase? Mm-hmm. Anyway, fast forward, mm-hmm. uh, my mom got uh, a one big room in uh, Wandegea. Mm-hmm. Wandegea is just next uh, to Macquarie University. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, it was a, a, a ghetto, I would say. Yes. Right now, it's so uplifted. <laughs> it, it, it's so grown, you can think. The city. Yes, if you go back 20, 25 yeah, years ago. If you go 20, 25 years ago, it was more of uh, a slum. It was a slum, yes. More like Katanga. Mm. Uh, more like uh, uh, Chivulu. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we reached, 
reality hitters said that was going to be home mm-hmm. for the next years. Very different life from what you Very were used to. Very different life. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school. My mom insisted that we have to go to some good school. Well, you said she was a teacher. Yeah, so. she was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So me and my siblings went through Nakasero Primary School. Personally, I went through Nakasero Primary School. Okay. But uh, here is uh, uh, the beauty of my being there and mm-hmm. her being a teacher. Mm-hmm. That I left nursery school, went to P1. In the first term, they realized that I was way beyond the, the other uh, learners. Mm-hmm. So I was put in P2 and they told me that you're going to be in P2 with this learning as you wait for your others to join you. So you skipped P1. I skipped P1. Mhm. I went to P2. Mhm. So in P2 my thinking was that uh, these ones in P1 are going to find me and we continue. Okay. End of term I passed to P3. <laughs> so there was no turning back. Uh-huh. So I went on P5, P6. Mhm. My mom sat with me and said, "Henry, yes mom, look here. Mm-hmm. Here is the reality. We are struggling financially. Mm-hmm. And I have to make ends meet. But I know that you can try to sit for PLE, which is a primary living examination in P6. In P6. Uh-huh. If you don't do well, you have your your official year to go. If you do well, um you continue. Mhm. I'm like, mom, how is that going to happen? So I left Nakasero Primary because they couldn't allow for that. Mm. My mom took me to Mengo Primary School, mm. and uh, Mengo Primary School, speaking to the headmistress there, she realized that there is something unique. She said, "Go to P7." Okay, so they registered you. For so P7. they registered me P7 that uh, I'm going to sit for exams. Mm-hmm. So I did double learnings. I did my P6 learnings, but also had special classes with teachers. For the P7 work, mm-hmm. so it was quite hectic, and uh, I got a four. Mm. <laughs> I got a four. Okay. Yeah, it was ten you years. Excelled. Ten years getting a four. My P7. goodness. Because most P7 they're twelve. Yeah, and they're twelve. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. getting a four. Mm-hmm. My mom said, "You see, I told you. Now you're going to high school, but uh, uh, going to high school are so little." That's what I'm thinking. Ten yeah. years old in S1. Yeah, I was quite little, slender, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom said, "You can't go to boarding school." <laughs> they kept you home. You're going to be home. Mm-hmm. You're going to a day school. Mm. I celebrated that. Okay. Why did I celebrate that? It's because at seven years I already did, I had already started a business. At seven. Seven years. What was your first business? Vending milk. 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 Okay. Milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where so, was this? This was in Wandegea. Mm. So this was in Wandegea, Kivulu area, in Makerere, uh, Mulago, around that place. Mm-hmm. I used to vend uh, milk. So one of my aunties, uh, who was also a teacher, uh, got me some money because uh, my mom raised us juggling teaching and also a small restaurant uh-huh. in Wandegea. Uh-huh. Okay. So we all grew up serving in this restaurant as waiters or waitresses, my siblings, my mm-hmm. sisters. Mm-hmm. So since childhood, we knew money, what money is. Mm-hmm. We knew that... Uh, and how to make money. Yeah, you produce, you serve people, and then uh, they're going to pay you. When they pay you, you have to calculate what's the profit, 
and how are you going to inject more money the next day so my mom and i spoke i said i want my own business mm-hmm. so she said uh, what are you going to do i said that i see uh, people going to buy milk very far and i can do that she said well but you're so little i said fine that was at 7 years <laughs> my auntie got me some money mm-hmm. to start yes i started small and the business started growing so i used to go to nakasero primary mm-hmm. run back as soon as the bell goes to leave school i virtually run mm-hmm. back home pick my milk which is already there then come to time the well to do kids who are driving past by in their vehicles but also people around the community so i sold the milk and the milk was always going so i was doing i was doing well in business <laughs> i would say yes. and i managed to pay my fees contribute to my siblings fees right from the age of 7 so right. at 10 there's no way you could tell me to go to boarding school get confined in some place mm-hmm. you're like I but i have like, to work as I have well to work. I, i mean i have my my business running mm-hmm. I, i need to care for that and mom you need support mm-hmm. so uh mom said okay fine where do you go now um uh, i said that uh, let's find a school mm. so of all the schools back then there was kampala high kololo high kololo ss city high mm-hmm. kitante hill school uh there was a friend in the neighborhood who was going to kitante hill so he told me oh henry why don't you come to kitante hill school mm-hmm. it's a very nice school it's up the hill you go through the valley we have football pitch that kids are good and nice i mean nice environment So he sold it to you. Yeah, he sold it to me. Mm-hmm. I said, to "Mom, I'm going to Kitante Hill School." Okay. She said, "Fine." Then uh, uh my friend uh he and I went. Mm-hmm. And uh my mom had gone to work. So my friend took me to the headmistress's office. So you didn't even go with your mom to no, go no, no, and no. get yourself a place. I just went and with my friend. Mm-hmm. My friend introduced me as uh, his uh cousin and we stay in the same neighborhood mm. and he has to care for me because I'm much younger than the rest so mm-hmm. the headmistress asked me a number of questions and I was answering them like uh, spontaneously just flowing mm-hmm. <laughs> she said there is something unique in you I'm going to admit you my friend is called Michael um, she said Michael make sure you take care of this little boy mm-hmm. because you are in S2 he's coming to S1 there are big guys who are going to be around he needs real protection mm-hmm. and uh, I went through primary school oh, I went to S4 S4 I got my first grade meanwhile I was always like two years behind my colleagues I'm like oh god will I ever grow tall <laughs> big and, uh, oh. like these guys and you were still working yeah I was still working all through the beauty of back then mm-hmm. you see today mm. they study the whole day yes in our days when we studied and I'm talking about the 90s mm-hmm. talk about uh, the late 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. yeah because uh, uh, I was born in 1978 okay Mm-hmm. Uh, last month I celebrated my 43rd birthday. Yeah. Okay. So, um um So school would end by what 2:30 or about 3? So school there were two S1, S2, mm-hmm. S5. Yes. Used to study in the afternoon. Oh. So S3, S4 and S6 study in the morning. 
My goodness. And the curriculum used to be completed. Wow. So the kids come in, the mm-hmm. morning kids, the classes. Mm-hmm. By 7 they've started and by 12:30 they're leaving. And oh. And 12:30 as they're leaving, one we are entering. Okay. To go up to 5. Mhm. So I use the morning mm-hmm. to do my business, but then go to school, study and uh, after uh, school class Uh, I used to do sports. I loved sports. Mm-hmm. So uh, I used to be in basketball and I was called the little guard. <laughs> so they used to call me the little guard. The little guard. You know in basketball there are forwards and and mm-hmm. uh, and guards. Yes. So the little guard because I love to dribble. Okay. And pass the ball to the big ones. Mm-hmm. I love to swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I also engaged in swimming. So my evening after class go for training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at 6 I come back uh, because at that time uh, at least in the morning I did some business but from 6 to about 8 p.m. I come and vend the remaining milk mm-hmm. and then uh, I place orders for the next day. Okay, you were I, still doing milk. I did milk. Yeah, I did milk mm-hmm. even in high school. Mm-hmm. I did milk. Mm-hmm. I tried out to venture into charcoal. Okay. Because uh, my mind was thinking money money money. Mm. I was thinking livelihoods. I was thinking I wish I could turn around the lives of all these people in this community as some go without meals i remember we went without meals mm-hmm. for we used to have like a meal a day and not like a typical high level meal maybe cassava flour mm-hmm. and uh, at times with the warm water mm-hmm. where we put salt and that would be the soup so we we lived that life mm-hmm. so in my mind i was like god if one day you open the door for me I would like to serve humanity. Mm-hmm. I would like to to help people, uh, you know, turn around their lives. And uh, I think that prayer really worked because uh, I remained with my milk. I ventured into Chaco, but of course uh, uh, it was quite hectic. Mm-hmm. It was quite hectic uh, and I left it focused on the milk. So I did my S4, went to S5, uh, did a 6. When I finished a 6, mm-hmm. I was 16. My good Yeah, I was 16. I finished at 6. I've gotten my AA BB. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm supposed to go to Macquarie University. Because I told my mom that, Mom, the university where we were thrown out of the house, mm. I'll make sure I go study there. I'll make sure that I get the grades and I'll make sure that one day I teach in that same university. So at 16... At 16 you decided you I, already had a plan because a plan. of what you had been through because of what I had been through mm-hmm. we lived in the slum mm-hmm. in the slum life was lethal mm. we had gangs okay we had gangs we had uh, cartels drugs alcohol prostitution mm-hmm. guns stabbers you know my mom used to tell me henry don't get involved in that every day it was a message it was like i know how little this place is there were fights between wandegea group katanga group mm-hmm. there's chimombasa which was in mbwaise there's chifumbira in kamocha there's chivulu down below makere university all these had gangs so this explains your determination and your focus because it was either sink or swim that was it you either die or you survive Mm. It was okay. you either sink or swim. If you dropped in the deep end, 
Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to get to the show. Yes, you must figure it out. You have to figure it out. So at 16, did you go to Macquarie University? Macquarie University questioned that. Mm-hmm. They questioned that. Because you were so young. Yeah, because it was uh, like, uh, they trace your, your, your birth certificate, your age and everything. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a, a bargain. My mom said, my kid is bright. My kid, I know skip some classes in primary mm-hmm. but that does not mean that he should be discriminated upon mm-hmm. he can join university yes and they accepted oh, okay <laughs> they accepted because okay. they had initially said sit two years when you get to 18 you'll come back with your grades but you'd already finished so I what were like, you going to do for two years honestly I don't have the luxury of time mm-hmm. I don't have the luxury of time to sit okay. and I'm not sure Whether if I sit for two years with I'll ever go to university. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen in that anything time. Anything can happen. And mm-hmm. remember that I had the entrepreneurial side of it, of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. What if money starts streaming in <laughs> and I see it all flowing? That, why would I need to go to university? That happens to so many people. So many people. They start making money and then they start to think, okay, why why do I really need this degree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, so that thoughts cross my mind. I talk my mom mm-hmm. the good thing is that my mom was very strict disciplinarian mm. she used to cane us I'm sure she had to be even she considering where you were living and us. what you see around you yeah she had to be she used to cane us and make us see reason to excel so when you look back now the yeah. discipline how tight she was with you do you think that that really contributed to who you are today it did contribute a lot mm-hmm. because uh At some point I was involved in a gang. Oh you did. But okay. I had to to let go of the gang actions. Okay. Uh at some point uh money was beginning to get into my head. How old were you then? That was in the teens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in the teens. Around uh 12 13 years. Mm-hmm. I was feeling bored going to school, but I loved school. <laughs> But I was just bored. I was thinking of the money. I was yes. thinking of my business. But I was like, okay, I have to go to school. Mom is a teacher. I have to go to school. I have to learn. She said that you are nothing without a paper. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. You can have all the money. But people are going to mock you. They are going to laugh at you, uneducated businessman. Mm-hmm. Your business will grow. How are you going to adapt the figures? That stuck in my mind. Okay. Uh, I went into university. Okay. So you kept on working at university. Were you a day student or an evening student? I was resident at the university. Okay. A day scholar. Okay. Uh, at uh, that time did they have evening classes? There were no evening okay. classes. Okay. The evening mm-hmm. classes started a few years later, I think. Not a few years later actually. Mhm. The year that came after us. Ah. They introduced it. Mhm. They introduced the evening classes. Okay. So evening classes they school them external students. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why but uh, I was one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to work yes and study. Yeah, they school them external students. Yes. So uh I was a day scholar. Mm-hmm. And uh by the time by the way mm-hmm. I was an employer. Okay, by then I had five kids, uh, five other young people mm-hmm. who were now feeding my milk from your community. From my community. Uh-huh. Yeah, for my community. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the business had grown. Mm-hmm. The customers wanted uh, the little kid. Okay. The little milkman. Mm-hmm. What was your business called? 
It was just a milk vending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that point, you hadn't but, come uh, up with I a name. I or... hadn't figured out a name, but uh, I remember them saying that uh, the little milkman or Henry's milk. <laughs> they never even used to call it uh, dairy. Aha, uh-huh, Henry's, Henry's milk. Henry's milk. Henry's milk. So the whole school knew. I never felt shy mm-hmm. talking about my life, talking about what I do, talking about how I survive. Mm-hmm. So I was at university and uh, I was admitted for law. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody influenced that. That was my mom. Your mom? Because one of my sisters, elder sisters, was an economist. Mm-hmm. who went ahead to be a lecturer and a professor at Oxford University. Okay. My other sister was in the law class. Mm-hmm. She was excelling. She had topped at primary, secondary, uh, O-level, A-level, went for law. She was excelling. I used to ask her when I go to visit her at, mm-hmm. her, at her residence. She was in Africa Hall. What are all these books for? That I have to read cases, jurisprudence. I have to see so-and-so versus so-and-so. Mm-hmm. This case of 1890-something. This case of 1914. I just asked my sister. Uh, now the late Eunice. Kisembo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just ask her that where is your originality in all this? So you felt that it was too much about precedence and all the other, you know, what the law anyway, but that yeah. is the law isn't yeah, that it that is the law that's <laughs> that's how it's done i mean you it is all make, about history you have to make reference uh-huh. to cases what comes cases, before cases what came before mm-hmm. and justify your cause or your case based on evidence of cases which way and it was good for for the for the legal fraternity i have a lot of legal friends the land friends but did uh, you feel it was not for you i felt it wasn't for me mm. i went in the first uh, our year was the last four terms. Mm-hmm. The following year came with semesters. Mm-hmm. So the two semesters. Yeah. Yes. In term one, I told uh, the dean. I went, walked into the dean's office. I said, I don't feel this. <laughs> He's like, come on, Kisembo, what are you talking about? I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't feel it. It's not my calling. He's like, you are best student. Your grades are the best. And you want to abscond from the course? You want to leave? That I'm not going to allow that. I went on to my knees. To be able to transfer to something to else. To transfer to something else. Mm-hmm. He said the only place you can transfer to is either Swasa, social worker social admin, mm-hmm. because of the grades you came in with, mm-hmm. or mass communication. Those are the courses. But uh, otherwise, those are classes which are full. They're no longer taking in. Are you going to become an external student? I said, no, I can't. So what did you want? Did you want to do finance at that point? Business? I wanted to do social sciences. Oh, okay. So I, I said the social science class must mm-hmm. be having a slot at least. Mm-hmm. He wrote hesitantly a letter mm-hmm. to the dean social sciences. The dean wrote back, they are full. The dean social sciences referred me to arts. Mm-hmm. I went to arts. They said, we have some slots. Okay. You can come in. Mm-hmm. I went to the dean of law mm-hmm. school. I was happy in my heart. Mm-hmm. I told him, here's a letter. Okay. There's a slot in arts. Uh-huh. Henry, what are you going to do in arts? Mm. I said that uh, they are giving me an offer to do political science, history, and French. Okay. He said, you're trading law <laughs> for, for this? 
I'm mm-hmm. like at the end of the day it's a degree. Yes. And, and it's what you want to and do. And that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've looked at the scope of learning in political science. It's going to introduce me to a wide scope of learning. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. I want to influence. I want to be a part of socio-economic development mm-hmm. of community, society, people. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. He said you can do it under what they call it humanitarian law uh, or human rights. Mm-hmm. I said still I'll not have originality of my own work. And that was the most important thing to you. That was the most important thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fast forward. I went to arts mm-hmm. second term with my good grades from law school mm-hmm. in arts they were like receiving somebody you know like, <laughs> they're like welcome welcome you know the, the, the law guy who has topped the law class uh-huh. and is trading it for arts mm-hmm. they used to call it uh, uh, I even forgotten the term but they used to underlook people in arts yes Yes, they are arts, arts. They are like, what is you. that? What are you going to what do? What are you going to do? What's, what's life for you? I mean, you have no defined life. And yet you are here. And yet you, uh, uh, <laughs> Your story today tells yeah. us a so, whole lot. Uh, my law class uh, colleagues mm-hmm. used to say, Henry, what are you going to do in life? What are you going to be? Mm-hmm. You're going to be on the streets. I said, God forbid it will not happen. Because I, you also had your background yeah. of I used to tell business. them that... Mm-hmm. When we are out and they are, we are talking and and chatting, I tell them, look at yourselves. You came from all the good schools, mm-hmm. the Budos, the Smak, Tame, Namagunga, no. where mm-hmm. and everywhere. Mary Hill, and- Mary Hill. You have to wait for your moms and dads to give you pocket money. I have my own money. <laughs> I have my own money. Mm-hmm. I can decide to take all of you for lunch. So this, the start in life you had, starting your business at seven, making these decisions, contributing to the family yeah. income, I think it gave you a lot of confidence. And, you know, most people are fearful as someone who's been in business and you've, you've seen so many people grow in communities. Most people are fearful. But because of this background, yeah. it sounds like you're very confident. You're like, why not? I can do this. Yeah, the the. Uh People tend to be timid. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of coaching, mentoring. Mm-hmm. I go to universities, talk mm-hmm. to them, pro bono, by the way. Mm-hmm. I discuss with the, with the university or maybe college or school. Mm-hmm. I go talk to the kids to build their esteem, to build their confidence, to tell them that study, it's okay, but whatever life opportunity brings to you, go for it. Don't feel averse, risk averse. Don't feel scared. Mm-hmm. Just be confident. I talk to them. I give career guidance, talks, and uh, many of them have made it. Mm-hmm. Many of them have passed through my hands. Okay. And okay. Uh, they've made it. But by then, I was quite confident. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I think that surprised a lot of people. Yeah, that surprised uh, a lot of people. Because, again, remember, you were much younger than everybody yeah, I was else. Much younger. And uh, I used to tell them that, you know what? I don't get pocket money from my mom, I get pocket money from my business. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, but let's see. I went to arts. Mm-hmm. They gave me a condition to come to social sciences, which is political science, which okay. means you'll have to drop either history or French. Mm-hmm. But that is what you wanted. That was the combination I was given. Okay. But I was more inclined to political science and mm-hmm. public administration. Okay. Because I looked at it, it had 
uh, management of NGOs, it had financial management, it had uh, uh, systems uh, development, uh, how to develop systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had uh, a whole framework of local government. It had personnel and human resource management. It had it was quite diverse. Right. And I liked that. And I was like, I need to do political science and public admin. Mm-hmm. They gave me a condition. They said that what you're going to do is we need a score of 85% for you to switch from arts to social sciences to come and major in political science and public admin. Ah. I said, oh my God. <laughs> this is a tall order. Mm. Remember, there are challenges in doing business, working well, studying. Yes. That uh, your brain is juggling much. And uh, I use my principle, which my mother told me. My mom told me, when the teacher is teaching on the blackboard, mm-hmm. concentrate concentrate, pick everything, let it sink in because you may never get time to revise like other kids. Mm-hmm. That was Make great advice. Make sure that everything sinks in. Ask the teacher anything you don't understand at that point of time and let it be a practice. Mm-hmm. So I practiced that from when I started my business at seven. Mm-hmm. Even high school, uh, I prefer to go to class, learn everything, mm-hmm. and then have time for sports. I went into leadership at Kitandale School. Mm-hmm. I was a prefect for information. In my S4, I was prefect for foods and beverages. Mm-hmm. In S6, I was a head boy. So basically, whatever you did, you put your 100% in I at that point in time. In. Mm-hmm. I was a head boy mm-hmm. at Kitandale School. We had the likes of... Uh, Celebrity artists right now mm-hmm. in that school, Kitante. Mm-hmm. Celebrity footballers, athletes. Uh, we had uh, boxers. We had uh, basically performing and creative arts. Mm-hmm. Why was that school chosen? It's because the headmistress put a policy at Kitante School. If you're engaged in sports, you pay our fees. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. we all had to figure out what to do. <laughs> yes, that pushed you. Yeah, that pushed me. Mm-hmm. So going into university... When they gave me 85% as the threshold, mm-hmm. I said, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I didn't think you'd back away from that yeah. challenge. I just told them, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Next year, you'll see me here. Okay. I, I told the, the dean with uh, some of the panelists who were there making a decision mm-hmm. about Henry Clark Assembly. <laughs> they had to convene a panel. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I told them, next year, this time, I'll be in social sciences and I guarantee you, I'll be one of your best students. Okay. What a brilliant conversation with our guest today on the Groove Cafe. Dr. Henry Clark Kisembo has been sharing his journey growing up and starting work at the age of seven, as in his own business at seven years old, making it to university at 16 years old. We continue this amazing conversation tomorrow on the Groove Cafe. So tune in 4 p.m. Groove Cafe. Groove Cafe was powered by Equity. Dial star 247 hash. Send money, pay bills, or check account balance. Anytime, anywhere, any phone. Star 247 hash.